0: Check out the Geek Therapy Forum, which combines the features of a traditional message board with the comment section of all our content. Join the discussion at forum.geektherapy.com. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. I'm Josue Cardona with Laura Taylor yay, and Lauren Keller. I've been running late, so I did not compile a list for our weekly community catch-up. So we're just going to go right into the topic, which, correct me if I'm wrong, Lauren, but I believe that we've been doing this show together since January. And I believe it was in January that you said, <laughs> you know, when Halloween comes around, I would love for us to do a, an episode on Over the Garden Wall. I believe it was that far back. Is that, I, is I th- that, is th- that right? I think
1: she wanted to do it like in January. That sounds, that sounds right. <laughs>
0: that sounds about right, right? <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. Let's talk about Over the Garden Wall.
2: Heck Yeah. All right, Over the Garden Wall is a Cartoon Network original cartoon. It aired November 2014. It is by Patrick McHale, who got his start on The Misadventures of Flapjack and Adventure Time, um, and then made this, this beautiful piece of art, which I love so much and desperately wanted to talk about with you guys.
0: Why? Why, though?
2: Uh, it's amazing, and it gives me a lot of feelings and i think it's a really good example of family friendly media i think there's stuff for kids to enjoy and stuff for adults to enjoy and the art is beautiful and the music is beautiful and i just i love it so much and uh, i always want to show it to people who haven't seen it yet and um so when you guys were like what's that i was like oh yeah oh yeah this is my opportunity
0: So, so, nine, ten months later, here we are.
2: Here we are. Finally.
0: I gotta say, I I really, really loved it. Loved it, loved it. Like, when you mentioned it at first I saw the first episode, I was like, this is kind of cool. And then I, I just didn't watch the second episode until <laughs> about a week ago. <laughs> and then since then, I've watched the show twice. I've listened to the soundtrack um, all the way through a couple times. And I started reading the comics. I read the first... Two volumes of the comics, basically?
2: Yee. <laughs> that's so exciting. You got him to spend money. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't I haven't even read any of the comics, so that's that's really exciting. I'm I'm stoked. Hosway goes all in.
0: Ain't that just the way? Ain't Is that-, that
2: just the way? <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a, my notebook in front of me and I have a whole list of stuff that I wanted to touch on, but I want you to know that ain't that just the way is literally just its own line (laughs) (laughs) in my notebook like don't forget this very important line that you say all the time (laughs) (laughs) there Uh, are so
1: many good one liners in the show and I have forgotten all of them and I just watched almost the whole thing last night but there were so many good ones that I started cracking up and had to pause because I was laughing so hard
2: there it's it's legitimately funny I mean uh when when Beatrice's mom uh gives Wirt dirt, dirt, it says eat your dirt. I laughed I laughed so hard every time. This <laughs> <laughs> is now eat your dirt. And it's just like mm, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and Greg is a treasure to humanity. Throwing yeah. candy
2: out of his pants. Mr. Candy, candy pants. out of his pants. Yeah, yeah. So um uh, as a basic outline for people who haven't seen it yet, Over the Garden Wall is a ten-part single story. So, so there aren't seasons or it's just the ten episodes, and each episode is about eleven minutes long. So, it's it's just under two hours total, and it is a story about um, two brothers, two half brothers, Wurtz and greg and when the show starts they are lost in the woods in the unknown and they are trying to find their way home and sort of each episode is its own little contained adventure but it is an overarching story of how these boys how they got into the unknown and then how they find their way home but yeah i uh I really love it. And I, I just, I want to hear, I want to hear how you guys felt about it. And and perhaps uh, maybe you guys can share your favorite parts or some characters that you really enjoyed. Josue.
0: Uh So let's see. I got to say the music stuck with me a lot. Like all day today I had uh, potatoes and molasses in my that, head.
1: That's been in my head. Yeah. For very catchy.
0: Days.
1: Um. I was <laughs> singing it on my way from the store to the car. <laughs>
2: potatoes
1: and glasses
0: yep.
2: if you can't see put on your glasses
0: <laughs> uh it's it's i think greg is my favorite thing maybe ever now um <laughs> not ju- not just from the show but um the thing that stuck with me about the show was how it was about first impressions and then how um things did not nothing was as it seemed that seemed to be the theme for me throughout the entire show. Over and over and over again, that's what happened, right? You were encountered with something and you were like, hmm, okay. That's like that's definitely evil or bad. Um and then oh no, it's not. It's like it's just misunderstood. There's a lot of misunderstanding in this show. And I really, really enjoyed that. I loved seeing that come up over and over and over again. And I love Greg. <laughs> yeah, the music is great, and like I said, I went, I went like pretty deep by going into the comics and all of these things, and especially that first volume of comics that comes out. It's really like a companion piece to the series, which was so strange because then I rewatched the series after, or most of the series after I read that, and then it made me, it, it like it makes me more familiar with the characters, including there's like actually like a prequel about the X Men. There, there's a lot there, and then you rewatch it. That's something too when I rewatch the show it was, I enjoyed it way more. Yeah. There's so many things that, like, it's it's obviously planned out from the first scene, right? It's a it's a complete 10-episode arc. And, like, in the first 20 seconds, you see scenes from the entire show, right? And uh, I think it really shows when something is just made to be one thing, right? It's self-contained. And, and so the quality of it, I think, surprised me. Maybe most of all, like when we talk about Steven Universe and we talk about those first few episodes and how rough they are, like this is just like amazing, like top-notch quality and the acting. Oh man, they, oh it's so good, it's so good. <laughs> it's just, just like a good show. Yeah. Those are my impressions.
2: <laughs> how about you, Laura? what's What's your favorite part or favorite character?
1: Well, because Josue and I are the same person, I like Greg. <laughs> i'm an elephant
2: <laughs> 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 exactly
1: just the most ridiculous stuff and he's just great and makes you laugh and smile i'm sure if i was his sibling i would be just as annoyed as wort um, but he's great um and he sings about potatoes and molasses and that those that little bit over and over stuck in my head with uh not even the rest of the song, just potatoes <laughs> and molasses. I love his rock facts. I love he's just whimsical. um, and I think watching the show, I really liked that it had a Halloweeny feel and creepy, but nothing bad ever really happens to to them it like it does, but it does like it's you think something horrible, like there's this creepy thing coming at them but like in the end it's it's like Josue said it's misunderst it's a misunderstanding and those those pumpkin people really creep- weirded me out I, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't deal with it I was like oh my god uh, my wife watched it with me and I was like smacking her arm I was like god, tell me when the they're away and I listened to that one but it was fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's when you say that because at the end of that episode, that's when Wart is like, Beatrice, I guess like you don't owe us any more favors because you helped us escape. And she's like, you weren't actually in any danger, so not really. And exactly. Like, We're still good. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. And the whole thing has this like nostalgic feel to me. It feels like old like Disney cartoons, like the the Silly Symphony cartoons and the, the Halloween cartoons with the s- dancing skeletons and stuff. And just very easy to get into. I mean little 11 minute chunks. I
2: like that. Um okay, so something that's always really uh stuck out to me in Over the Garden Wall in the uh, gosh, I watched it the first year it came out and then I have watched it at least at least once a year since then. Usually around Halloween, but sometimes I can't help myself and I just watch it for fun. But something that's always really stuck with me is uh, the unknown, right? is the idea of the unknown. There, it is a physical space, the fo- the forest that they are traveling through, but it's also metaphor. It's a metaphor for all of the unknown spaces that we go through in our lives. And that's, you know, in Wirt's case, it's the, the space in between being a child and being an adult and having responsibilities. And, um, you know in other stories it's the difference between life and death and and innocence and maturity and i just i really love that as A setting like the idea of like it's it's a cartoon so it doesn't have to be a real place It can be this sort of whimsical fantasy world and they touch on this in a couple of the songs I think it's the first opening song, but there's a line that's the the loveliest lies of all and that that has always really really stuck with me this idea that Stories don't have to be true to be important and I think that Over the Garden Wall is is just that, that idea, that it, it doesn't really matter if if <laughs> Greg and Wirt were in this magical place with skeletons wearing pumpkins and, you know, talking birds and creepy old ladies who eat turtles. Like, you know, it doesn't really matter that those things are real. What, what matters is traveling through the unknown and finding yourself and... <sighs> your family and all, oh gosh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting all, I'm getting all worked up about it. But yeah, okay. I want to talk about the unknown. I want to talk about the different types of unknowns that are sort of touched on in all of these episodes. And I want to talk about what aspects of the unknown really stuck out to you guys that maybe you personally related to.
0: One thing that I kept thinking about was how anything is possible in this version of the unknown. Which is like goes with a metaphor, right? Like in the unknown, like who, like who knows, like wh- what could happen? Like that's that's almost part of the fear that anything could happen, anything is possible, and that and that can be frightening. And the version that we see in in Over the Garden Wall, literally anything can happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Frogs can talk and sing and wear
0: clothes. Your spirit can go up to the Cloud City. It's amazing, and they can come back down and then fight a giant beast with your talking bird friend and talking horse friend. Shout out to Fred.
1: Stealing horse
2: friend. <laughs> I want to steal. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's a great one. Uh, how 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 about you Laura? Did did you how did you feel about The Unknown? How did I feel about
1: The Unknown? I liked how each episode there was something different going on like Completely different things. Like you've got, like, you've got the pumpkins in one episode, these pumpkin people that are skeletons with pumpkins on them. You got another episode where you're faking out this guy, making him think that you're his nephews and trying to get money. You have those singing, dancing, talking frogs in another one. It's one minute to the next. You never know what's going to happen. And honestly, I think my favorite episode was probably when you find out there the current time the real world the mm-hmm. the unknowns there and what Wurt is dealing with the unknown will she like me won't she is she dating that guy are these acquaintances going to accept me and that unknown and it completely blew my mind that all those things that were worrying him in the in the unknown were really going on for him, and I really liked that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I really, <laughs> I think it's in the the Endicott episode with the um uh, the T moguls. The, yeah, the T <laughs> the moguls. Yes. Uh, who and, uh, and Qu- the stealing horse? <laughs> Quincy Endicott is voiced by. John Cleese, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if you caught, but that was very exciting to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think in that episode is when um, it is revealed that Beatrice is actually a a human trapped in a bird's body. And then that is when (laughs) Wirt is like, oh, yeah, I mean, my problems aren't really that bad. I just I like a girl and I don't know how to tell her. Exactly. And I just I really I really love that. Mm-hmm. That pairing of like we it's like life and death situations of like there's a a beast hunting us in the woods there's a, a creepy axe man there, like all sorts of creepy stuff going on is also like but but what if Sarah doesn't like me back and those and and
1: and the fact is that something that a girl maybe not liking you back. Is as scary as all of those other things. Mm-hmm. Um, that anxiety is real, and other things don't discount that. Um, yeah, I liked
2: that idea. I liked that a lot.
0: I mean that that idea doesn't get introduced into until what the ninth episode, right? Mm-hmm. Where he he says like, "Well, uh, I forgot." He says it in a poetic way, right? But he's like, "Like here I go into the unknown," and mm-hmm. pretty much like right after that, like very shortly after, he ends up in this place called the unknown but it's a it's like it's a coming of age thing right it's like well i'm about to do things that i've never done before i'm about to do things that terrify me and i'm here and i i have to do it right it's not like in that moment right in the in in the real world he's not really a hero or anything like that right he's like he finds himself in a situation where he's like well i guess i have to move forward like i'm here now so let's see let's see what this brings and then but he gets to develop Throughout his adventures in the mm. unknown, so he can get to that point where he can handle it, which he does, right? Like, with the moment he comes back, he's overcome partially, right? Like, a, a lot of the stuff that was such an obstacle for him.
1: Right. And even then, the angle, like, he's overcome it but it shows that there's a piece of it still there like yeah yeah we can we can listen to it at my place but wait 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 we have to listen to some other music first <laughs> we, we can do other things first let's work our way up to that but he still wasn't but like but he basically he
0: asked her out and before exactly, he was like Exactly. Yeah, he was just staring at her from you know really far away
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah there's there's something very poetic i mean it's not chronological in the show but but the idea of him falling into the unknown Mm -hmm. In the beginning and then by the end choosing to go into the unknown and the difference there is the difference in how Wirt has grown up and how he's matured and, and taking responsibility and recognizing that, you know, most people we don't know what we're doing and we're all just kind of trying our best to travel through the unknown and the sort of power that comes from not being afraid of it anymore.
1: And that growth and that taking responsibility throughout the whole show. He's like, Greg, it's your fault. It's all your fault. Everything is your fault. And then he takes on toward the end the, no, it's my fault that we got into this mess, which was kind of cool.
0: I love that the Axeman in the first episode is like, hey, no, stop that. It's not his fault. You're the older Uh brother. Like, take some responsibility. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, that's put in his face, yelled at him (laughs) from the very beginning. Yep. So I'm I'm curious. Uh, this whole idea of falling into the the unknown or going into it willingly and all that. The title, going like over the garden wall, is that a saying? Is that something that people say? Is it an allusion to something else?
2: I don't actually know. Yeah, I've never heard it before. I know it's in the song that uh, the frog sings. The frog that's name changes every episode
1: and yeah. it's so amazing. But Jason
0: Funkerberger is the perfect name. Funderberger for not Funkerberger.
1: Berger.
2: Func- funkerber- Jason Funderberger. The perfect Funderberger. frog name. Uh but yeah, in the in the sixth episode when they're on the, the frog like barge thing and and uh Jason Funderberger is singing in the song and it's it's a song I don't have the lyrics in front of me, but it, it's basically um being being outside and hearing voices of people singing from far away and having it like drift to you and then more voices pick up until it's like everybody is singing this song um and I, I i like the the imagery of that particularly when they're on the boat and it's like sunset and everything is is very beautiful but the the idea of like when when you're in the unknown when you're in these these liminal spaces where you don't know what to do and you don't know where to go and you don't know what, what you're supposed to be doing, you do hear voices of other people. Maybe not singing, but you hear, you know, people saying, like, go do this thing or try this way or this is what I did. And sort of um, the process of, of going through the unknown yourself is you starting to add your voice to that song. That's you finding your own way through the unknown. I, re- I really... I really like that.
0: Hey, we've launched a new website called the Geek Therapy Forum. Almost every piece of content on the Geek Therapy Network is now linked to a topic on the forum, replacing the comments on separate websites. It also includes all the features of a traditional message board, so we have topics ranging from pop culture and video games to psychology and mental health. Patreon members also get access to an exclusive area to discuss Patreon-exclusive content, all in one place. You'll find a link to this episode's topic on the GT Forum in the show notes, or you can go to forum.geektherapy.com to sign up and join the discussion. Again, visit the new GT Forum at forum.geektherapy.com.
2: Okay, so the the frog episode is my favorite because I really love all of the um, the like silliness in that episode. But for like depth of story told in an eleven minute chunk, I think the second episode, Pottsville, with the with the pumpkin with the people, I think that that is a really cool episode to talk about um, because uh, you know, of course, I'm uh, any opportunity to talk about death, but. Um, <laughs> Pottsville's themes are very much around death and um the unknown of of dying and <laughs> uh yeah, let's get into that. How well, how did you guys feel like I I'm definitely hearing that you found it creepy, which um intentional it wasn't
1: necessarily like it was just some of the face. like some of them were okay but some of the faces on the pumpkins i was like okay i'm done even though i love scary stuff and this isn't
2: it wasn't like terrifying or anything
1: some of the faces weirded
2: me out they are very creepy i mean the part where the the one like girl pumpkin is all like are you sure you're supposed to Be here? Isn't it a little soon? And I'm just like, oh God, it's so creepy.
0: And then the giant one, the way it moves, the way it like hovers and
1: that, yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: comes Mm -hmm. super close to him and the way it talks. Yeah. It
1: reminded me of like the Wicker Man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the feeling I got the whole time. Oh, yeah. But I mean obviously when we die we become skeletons and then p- we get pumpkins on our skeletons and we get to live forever right I think yeah. so, I think so Yeah okay.
0: It's a party yeah it's like a never ending yeah. party
2: Cool I like pumpkin My I mean my favorite my favorite favorite part of that episode is when they are doing their chores around around the town and they're digging the holes out in <laughs> the fields Yeah, field. yeah. <laughs> And uh, Beatrice is all like, what do you think that we're doing out here? <laughs> and sort of yeah. insinuates, like, they're making you dig your own grave to Wirt, who starts to freak out. And <laughs> Greg's like, I found buried treasure. And Wirt's like, oh, yay, see, it's 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 treasure. And he's like, what did you find? A skeleton. It's <laughs> just my, I love that so much. Because for me, in that moment, I am Greg is like, Finding a skeleton in a hole that I'm digging would absolutely be a treasure moment. I would be so excited. (laughs) But then, (laughs) but then, Wert's like, oh my God, we're digging our own graves. (laughs) And just totally like. Uh, total catastrophe. He's, he's so full of anxiety and fear.
0: And, but like, not, not an irrational fear. Let's put no, it No, not like, in that
1: case. Because, no, I totally thought they were going to die. <laughs> because I'm thinking
0: too, I'm like, you're definitely digging your own grave. Because <laughs> he's like, he is, the, he has, have like a ball and chain on at that point, right? It's like, yeah. he, he's, he's basically a prisoner and he's being forced. I mean, this is what I was saying before. Like in the first episode, you have the dog and... It's like, oh, the the dog was just kind of like technically food poisoned, and you know, like in in the unknown, that turns you into a a big old ugly monster with beautiful eyes. And in the second one, you have the same idea again, right? It's like you think that one thing is happening, and then it quickly changes, right? Like at, at the end, there's like this. I'm going to say release, right? It's like you have like, there is some, some tension building up. You're like, how are they going to get out of this one? What's happening? And then when you realize what's really happening, it's like, oh, th- th- they're all just really creepy, but they're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. good people. It's a party to welcome their more, more of their friends or family or, or whoever they are. Yeah. Right? We don't like really a welcome home
1: party or something. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and we want you to be a part of it probably because it's like, it's easier for you. Like you, you basically weren't offered to help because he broke something and they're like yeah sure cool <laughs> the way they did it was super creepy but yes yeah the idea of death didn't um i mean so as i'm following the episode i'm definitely thinking he's digging his own grave this is super creepy but i didn't think anything more of it i'm curious what you thought lauren like what, what were you like what feelings about around death or, or, or ideas came up for you
2: Okay, so when after, – after they dig the holes and then they leave, the the big giant pumpkin head says, like, you'll be back, sort of insinuating that this is where you go after you die, that Pottsville mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. The, the final destination, so to speak.
0: That's true, yeah.
2: And may, maybe this is getting very personal here, but I like, I like the idea of when you are in the unknown – when you are traveling through the unknown, death is nearby.
0: Hmm.
2: Pottsville, you know, <laughs> they, they open the the episode with like, oh, we shouldn't go to Pottsville. And then where it's like, yeah, but it's like, it's a town and that's familiar. So we should go there. And then it's, you know, creepy and weird. But the sort of, again, maybe, maybe getting too deep into my own brain here, but uh, the, the sort of comfort of like, Being in the unknown, but recognizing that it's not really fully, truly unknown, because you know that death is there, (laughs) that there is an end point to this story, Um, and you don't know when it's coming, um, or how it comes, but you know that you won't be in the unknown forever. Eventually, you will hit Pottsville and to me, there's something comforting about that. But
0: as in, you mean like as in how death itself is an unknown for most people. They don't, you know, no one, very few people are, are really sure about what happens after they die. And you're saying that there's some sort of comfort in knowing, like, oh, well, they cleared that out for me. I know I'm going to be a skeleton wearing a pumpkin in Pottsville.
2: <laughs> more, more uh, that Pottsville is metaphorical for death itself. Um,
0: because death is like the. The like an unknown, right? We were talking about different yes. unknowns. It's like probably the the big one
2: that it is, but yeah. it's also a distinct unknown from life's unknown events, right? Because uh, it, it is known because, yeah, yeah, you know, it,
1: you're going to die, yeah. It's
0: <laughs> but it's an unknown known,
2: exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not like it's the unknown like the big one, bold letters, impact font, the unknown is death. We don't know what happens afterwards, if anything happens afterwards. But when you are alive, living your life, growing up, trying to figure out career paths, trying to figure out if you wanna continue school, trying to figure out how to navigate you know, social issues and all that stuff, all of those unknown spaces that we move through, That is a different unknown than the the death caps lock unknown. And for me, at least, I liked the Pottsville episode because it was sort of like, hey, you're traveling through the forest and you don't know where you're going and you don't know the places that you'll go or the people you'll meet or anything. But, you know, also, don't forget, you're going to die one day. (laughs) So maybe uh, don't be so afraid of the unknown. Eh, eh.
0: That's not comforting for me at all.
2: (laughs) Sorry. It's like one hell
0: of a way to start the adventure. Second day, it's like, whoa! This is this is getting in many ways like that second day. The first one is so scary because it's in the dark and things are lit up with like a fireplace and a lantern. And the second, everything and a beast. And And then uh, you get to the second episode and it's all bright and shiny and it's like somehow even worse, right? Like it's (laughs) it's so scary. (laughs) Yeah. And. On top of that, just remember, you're gonna die. Yeah. In case you forget. Don't
2: don't
1: forget.
0: That's not yeah. I mean, again, that's not comforting for me at all.
1: It gave Josue an existential
2: crisis. Yeah, so that's what it did. That's
0: a that makes me want to turn around from the <laughs> unknown, not keep going further into the unknown.
2: I I guess it's just it's it's comforting to me because the the fear the fear of the unknown the the fear of you know will Sarah respond to my my poetry and clarinet playing that fear that fear is (laughs) like if you put that fear in perspective of like well you're definitely gonna die one day it's (laughs) like you know what actually not as big of a deal if Sarah doesn't respond to my tape very well not as big of a deal
0: well in particular when like death is kind of a party creepy party but it's just a party
2: yeah also also it didn't it didn't seem so scary I mean it was it was creepy and unusual and strange but not not outright scary scary. Yeah. A little bit, but you know. <laughs> yeah, and I I mean, I said at the beginning that I feel like this is a really good, f- you know, family programming thing because there there's you know, silly jokes like uh like Greg making <laughs> Noises for <laughs> a long period of time. That's a rock fact. <laughs> That's a rock fact. And stuff like that. And then, you know, the existential dread that probably kids don't pick up on, but parents perhaps do. Um, but I think that there's there's a lot of really good discussion starters in Over the Garden Wall. I mean, like, you could, this could be a good way to talk about, um, you know, step parents, and and having half or step siblings and the the relationship that builds from that, it's it's a good way to bring up discussions about personal responsibility and taking responsibility for your own actions, but then also recognizing when things are out of your control and you don't you know you're you know you, you're just sort of going where the situation takes you, and and being able to explain that to children in a way where they're like oh I get that.
0: The biggest one for me is the idea of not judging a book by its cover, critical thinking. Like, look, like the whole time you thought this was happening, but it wasn't that, right? Like, why was that? There's a lot of prejudice in this show that is visible. And over and over again, you see that theme coming up again.
2: Yeah, I mean, the the big climactic end moment where Wirt is possibly going to do what the Beast is telling him to do, and then he stops and he goes, wait, that's stupid, <laughs> and it's like, He's like what, that's dumb. No, yeah. <laughs> he just like, walks what, back. What, what? a what a, a good way to have that kind of conversation with kids about being like, hey, you might be doing something, and then realize that it's a bad idea partway through. Which I don't know if you guys have had that experience, but being a teenager, I had that experience <laughs> 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 partway through an event. Like, oh, this was really dumb, and I should not have done it. And, and and recognizing that that is a powerful growing up moment is realizing that, you know, not everybody, every, figures of authority, I don't know how authoritative the, the beast is, but having an adult tell you a certain thing and, you know, either not listening to it or listening to it and having, you know, the realization that you should or shouldn't have listened to that. Um, I think that that's a big part of, about growing up. And I think that that's something that is really covered in a way that's that's good for children i mean the same thing on a smaller scale with greg and the the rock um i'm forgetting the name of the lady who it belongs to but um
0: mrs he what's re- her face no Wait, I don't know. He, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he calls her old lady mrs something and she's yeah. like don't call me old it makes me laugh and i can't believe i'm forgetting her name but anyways um he reveals that he ha- he had stolen that rock out of her garden
0: He's a, he's a stealer.
2: He's a stealer. He's a dirty stealer. And he's walking around and, and, and like playing with it, but then like realizing like, oh, maybe stealing is bad and I shouldn't have done that. And then returning it at the end and how that that is in of itself a great lesson to teach to children is like sometimes you do things sort of impulsively because it's really fun or you really want it or, or even you need that thing but also you have to recognize that there are consequences and there are other people who you impact when you do certain things and and sort of growing up is recognizing which behaviors are going to be more or less impactful on other people and and navigating that interaction in a way that hopefully isn't hurtful to people you don't want to hurt
0: I mean one of my favorite examples of all that is in the school episode where the father of the school teacher is doing things in one way. And then, oh, no, like there's another way to do things that's like better and more helpful and could actually be like solve all everybody's problems (laughs) in a different way. Like you didn't think about this uh, clearly. I really like that episode. That might be that might be my favorite.
2: Yeah, that's that's a great episode because it shows an adult struggling with a problem where he doesn't know how to save the school. And so he thinks that his only option is to to take away the instruments and sell them, which the reveal when he takes off his big jacket and he's like Fantastic. a little skinny uh-huh. dude underneath that—that that <laughs> made that's a great that's a great goof.
0: Also, a great part of the, uh, that episode is the song that the teacher sings on the soundtrack. She she goes through the whole alphabet and numbers one through nine, but yep. in the episode you only hear like A through C and then like Y and Z and then that's yeah. it. it's really good. It, it was is a really good
2: song. Good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, is there anything that you guys wanna wanna talk about? One of the things I
1: want to mention, uh, we talked about all this, like how things aren't really what they seem, and I think it's a good uh, conversation to have with kids about the things you're thinking, uh, uh, negative things about yourself or about what's going on may not be how things really are, and there are other perspectives. I liked the the Endicott episode that we talked about earlier where they literally, there are two people who think that there's a ghost haunting their house or whatever. And it's really just their mansions are so big that it's like one big thing. And they they realize, oh, this is mine. No, this is mine. Oh, wait, it's ours. And that in any given misunderstanding or argument or whatever, two people can see the same thing differently. So there's Kind of like a good way to talk about internal struggles with kids, but also a good way to talk about, like, conflict resolution, you know, because you could end up together with your thieving horse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I know I talked about that earlier, but that's the biggest takeaway for me is those constant misunderstandings over and over again. And there's one issue of the comic books that is so good. It's about two characters who deliberately say things in a way to Wirt that he he misunderstands and they don't clear them up until afterwards. And I think it's like the perfect representation of how the show is entirely <laughs> because that happens over and over and over again. And again, it, it's funny because in that issue, Wirt is like, wait a minute, I really want to clear up what you're saying. Like he he's caught on, you know, by the, by the mm-hmm. third time he's like, no, 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 no. you're not going to do this to me again. And then they say something, he's like, well, there's no way I could misunderstand that. And I feel like the show does that to you over and over and over again. And Mm -hmm. and that experience was a lot of fun because it was like it kept you on your toes and you can't help but try to guess what's going on. And everything seems one way at the beginning and it definitely isn't. Although, I mean, once you finish with everything, there are a lot of things that are, there are a few things that are up for interpretation. Like, is the giant pumpkin a giant skeleton or is it a cat? I really want to know. Mm-hmm. It's keeping me up at night. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. there are <laughs> there are um like was the is the unknown real or is it just metaphor? The way it it shows that at the end is I believe it's up for interpretation.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um Jason Funderburger, the frog, not the human, uh has the the bell from the Lorna episode.
0: Mhm. Yeah, the ringing yeah. of the
2: bell commands you. Um yeah. And so that's sort of the like wink, is it real or not? And then um, when it uh, like as it ends, it does flashes to what's happening to all of the the people who are still in the unknown and sort of showing that Wirt and Greg did have impact on them. So it's sort of it's sort of like, is it real? Is it fantasy? Are they just is this just stories that we tell ourselves to to explain the unknown or is the unknown real? Yeah, definitely there is there is a relationship between human beings and how we understand ourselves and our environment and our relationships to each other is all very much tied to our ability and drive to tell stories.
0: So, yeah, definitely this whole episode, I think, has been... A a big old media matters. <laughs> yeah, Def- mm-hmm. it definitely matters to uh, Lauren, and um,
1: and that's what matters. And that's
0: what matters. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you heard it here first, people. <laughs> I'm important. <laughs> and
0: um, and so, and so we won't do a, another uh, like uh, bringing up other stuff for for media matters. I think this this whole episode was a great media matters, but uh, like it was it was a special week for the community. I think um we'd been talking about that, and Lauren, you told me like, do you think it's okay we should tell people to watch along with us and and what happened, Lauren, like like what happened when you did that it
2: was it was so cool i I messaged you on the slack about it, like, hey, maybe maybe it would be cool if we told you know the network that we were doing this so that they could watch beforehand, and we wouldn't spoil anything for them <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I ended up posting about it on the the GT Discord, and people planned a viewing party together Mm -hmm. um, without really my input, which was awesome. And uh, Vars, shout out to Vars, who is awesome. Um, He hosted via a a program called rabbit which i had never heard of but it's really cool and i hope we do more things like that in the future in the community is watch stuff together because that was so much fun to be able to like respond to what we're watching right in the moment and and there's like a little emote button that sprays it out of your (laughs) your little (laughs) user tag so it's like i'm just spraying hearts over and over it was it was Really lovely. That I mean, honestly, that this has been my geek therapy this week. It has been <laughs> mm-hmm. over the garden wall with the GT network. It's good.
0: Rabbit is like a game changer. Now we can do viewing parties. Like, mm-hmm. like, like you said, that just happened. Like none of us said, "Hey, we should do a viewing party." And it's funny, it's come up in the past, but it had never happened. And it was so cool because I, I jumped in for a bit, and it was. It was great. Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of different stuff we can do, but I kind of just like want to also just see what happens, like see what else people come up with. Oh, that could so totally
1: good. change things for the book club that isn't necessarily a book club.
0: Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's really good. Like, I'm thinking, like, so the so Doctor Who premiere is this weekend. You know, what What are we doing? We can watch movies. <laughs> like, it is so good. It is so, it, oh, man. Just so much good stuff. I'm so excited. Oh, and then uh, Soler, so Lawrence, you just mentioned that was your geek therapy this week. <laughs> I guess we're in geek therapy where we bring up. What in the past week has been therapeutic in the most general sense? It either like helped us get through something that was rough or it just made us feel good. So Lauren shared hers. Uh, Lara, what was yours this week?
1: Mine this week has been doing Inktober with my wife.
0: What is Inktober?
1: Inktober is a event that you can look it up online. I don't know how it got started, but there's a list of prompts and every day in October, you draw with ink. Um, You can either sketch it out with pencil first and then ink over it, or you can just draw it with ink. And I recently decided I was going to try to start Drawing again. Um, I haven't done that since I was in high school, probably. It's been so much fun. And I did a drawing and it came out better than I thought it was. I had been reluctant to use ink in my sketchbook. And this was a good opportunity to force me to do it. My wife saw my drawing and was like, Can I draw with you? So each page of my sketchbook for this month, we're drawing either, so I draw something and she does something to make it one whole drawing or something to kind of balance off of it based on the prompts and stuff. And it's really cool.
0: She's a professional artist. She's not doing this to like shame you or anything No, no. And in fact,
1: my drawings, when you look at them next to hers, they may not be just as good, but like, it's really cool. She asked me at the beginning, she said uh do you want me to draw with like my left hand or something just joking (laughs) and i was like no you don't have to do that just don't go like crazy with your intricate with your drawings but it has been so fun to do this with her and to see her face light up the with the fact that we're drawing together she really likes when people draw even if they say they can't um she's she's a educator too. She likes teaching yeah. how to draw. And so seeing her not be so pushy with me, but like, hey, here's how you can shade that thing. Let me show you has been really cool. And I like it. It's so fun.
0: That's awesome. Um, for me, it was same as Lauren. It was this week's like deep dive into over the garden wall. Uh, tra- Transmedia is my weakness. So the moment I was like, oh, wait a minute, there's more. <laughs> There's more more of something that I like is is always a good thing and so yes I've oh, so much fun I loved it and yeah definitely the, the the peak of that was the viewing party that was I can't believe that happened that was so much fun that was it, was so good.
2: So, it was so good
0: yeah <laughs>
2: um, real quick before we we close out an additional cartoon if you like over the garden wall uh, Netflix just released a cartoon called Hilda. Highly recommend. Also has been my geek therapy this week. It was very joyful, beautiful animation, really fun stories, characters that I care very deeply about, even though some of them only have, like, one line. It's fine. (laughs) I love them. I would die for them. (laughs) I love the librarian so much. Oh, my God. Uh, But, yeah, yes. Um, So if you have watched Over the Garden Wall, Hilda would be a good show to check out. And if you haven't watched Over the Garden Wall, what are you doing? Go watch Over the Garden Wall. Mm-hmm.
0: Chip, chop, mm-hmm. chip. <laughs> <laughs> chip chop chip. Chip chop chip. Ain't that just the way Uh so uh, quick anybody have anything to plug? Lauren?
2: Um I don't have anything new right now.
0: Laura?
1: I would love for some more people to join the extra life team. Um, for the kids, come on. For the, for the kids. kids, raise some money. Um, right now, I have raised a hundred, and Josue has raised none. Listen, so that means I'm, people like me more.
0: <clears throat> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we already established this last uh, week. We did establish the rules. Yeah, we, yeah. We the data doesn't lie. Um, it doesn't lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have. I. Oh. Only one of my friends on the team um, is liked more than me right now. So, yeah, go Brianna. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Extra Life. Go to geektherapy.com slash Extra Life. Join the team. Donate. Play some games for 24 hours. And uh all the money goes to sick kids and helping their lives be a little better.
0: Oh we're gonna push we're gonna push the extra life hard.
1: I know. Extra life is is a month away. It yeah, is a yeah, month yeah. away. Yeah,
0: we're getting we're getting close to, to starting to mm-hmm. bug people about it. As for who likes who more, no comment. They like uh, me more. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. Our number uh. one fan, my <laughs> mother in law <laughs> gave me money. So Yeah. Like wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. She didn't she knows I'm on the team too, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
0: this, this makes me sad. All right. Well, On <laughs> that note, thank you for listening to GT Radio. Uh, for more about Geek Therapy, our network, and everything that we have going on, go to geektherapy.com. best way to reach us is on Twitter, at Geek Therapy. Individually, we are in alphabetical order. <laughs> oh. Ali is at Ali Matu. Lara is... <laughs> <laughs> I was like do I go by name do I go by the the? You
2: ju- I, I heard I you going <laughs> you heard him thinking. is R before you <laughs> I heard yeah. you I heard yeah. your brain think that
0: <laughs> you know what's the stupidest thing J goes before L <laughs> <laughs>
2: <That's> that, <yep. laughs>
1: <clears throat> so the only way you could have saved that is if you did Lauren next and did chicken dinosaur and did it my Twitter handle oh my gosh
0: that's great I'm (laughs) at Josue Cardona on Twitter (laughs) Laura is at Geek Therapist Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur thank you for listening remember to geek out and do good and we will be back next week you've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy podcast network for more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts visit geektherapy.com and for extra content including our monthly book club and other perks consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as one dollar a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy